Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, descends. Welcome to Tribulation Farce, a podcast about those dang books left behind. I'm your co-host Tim, and joining me is Ivy Lee-educated scholar extraordinaire Jennifer Cheek. Hello, everyone. What up? You're really gassing me up at the beginning of this. Now, remember that I haven't been in school in over a decade. Yeah, but you went Harvard. So. I did go Harvard. That is true. <laughs> um, I felt like just saying that you're my wife was diminishing you because you're Ooh, so much more than that. Right, right. Well, and also like there's some drama about wife guys in the internet and you're right like, now. And you're like a bad wife too, so it's like I probably not the best. I'm. Here's the thing. I'm a great wife, but I'm not very wifely. <laughs> is the thing about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I do. Explain. Um, I like to do. I'm just a weird little guy. That's so I, true. I'm less of a wife than a weird little guy. Well, I love you, and you're my wife. Yes, and I think that's definitely true. But here we are for chapters 18 and 19. Uh, woo, man! Like it, it's tough coming off of last episode because yeah. it was just so wild. And I said to Tim earlier, I'm like, oh, these aren't as wild. But, like, going back and writing the notes on it again, I'm like, ah, it's pretty crazy still. It's just that last time was so nuts that it, like, broke my brain. Yeah, and in this one, it's less, like, a car bomb and more like, hey, what if in a couple chapters we put a car bomb and (laughs) they're like, well, that won't work. Like, okay, Mm. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. But um, we got a lot of magic. We get Yo, buddy, the two witnesses at the Wailing Wall go <laughs> off. We maintain <laughs> Rayford's horrible streak. Oh well, God. actually, he. the problem is, even last episode that we recorded, we made fun of Rayford for bad episodes, but like, or bad uh, chapters. Yeah. But like, he had one of the cool chapter, cool bits in the chapter, but it's just that all of his, like, plot is so boring. Well, right, because all his plot is... I can I need to convert my daughter and right. this chick that I used to have a crush on. I'm so sad because I can't convert them. I accidentally made my daughter too willful. <laughs> my willful daughter has a mind of her own and I fucking hate it. Yeah, we've all been there. And I think that uh, this is a cautionary tale. I, I got a big, big scoop of cautionary tale energy from oh, all of this. Oh, man. There I don't was, know about you. There were... There was a lot of, um, once again, like evangelical brain in this, and there's a specific section in the next chapter that I really want to dig into. But why don't we start off? Oh, I sorry, I'm sorry, Tim. With what? what, what because I was about to start chapter talking. eighteen. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
<laughs> he lured me into a false sense of security. Oh, I was like, boy. oh, no, I'm going to try to start the chapter without him doing it. Um, yeah, you would have been wrong to do so. I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the fear in my voice because I knew you were going to do something wild like that. Scare me. Jennifer's taking advantage of me setting up my idol game to be playing Tim while we. is playing his game is distracting his little waifus uh, and his bondos in here. I don't know what you've got going on. Neither do I. <laughs> so anyway, this chapter picks up directly. Like, I can't, I don't like when they just pick up at the same scene. I agree. As the previous chapter ended on, like, wh- why are you doing that? I'm like, what did even happen like, just last keep time? Right in the cha- I guess because every chapter has to be, like, about the same length. And, True. Like, because of the way things break. I don't know. There, there was actually, I feel like both of these chapters, I was getting really irritated just by the way they were laid out mm-hmm. in general. You think that... Basically, every chapter should end with someone leaving a room. <laughs> yes, I do. A, a, a strong location <laughs> I change. I think it should switch, like, viewpoints. Like, if it ended on Buck, it should start with Rayford. That's, that's an easy edit, I yeah. feel like, you know? I just, like, I don't know. Like, I, don't I don't know why it bothers me so much. I, I don't like it. Because literally what's happening is, like... Uh, what's his name? Bezazel or whatever his name is. Is um, What? <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> who's that guy? Who's that guy? That looks like a demon. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that is. Who, a demon. who owns the 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 newspaper? Oh, uh, not that. It's not Bazazel. Are you talking about Bazuzu from from The Exorcist? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're well, saying. Well, regardless, it's like they're talking to him, and like then they stop, and then like let's talk to each other now at the beginning of this this chapter yeah. is like oh yeah they're big boss whatever that dude's name is yeah big boss anyway so <laughs> first thing steve's like did you hear about these kooks at the wedding <laughs> wailing mall and this is not the the uh, last time they will be called kooks in this chapter right because again in this chapters or these two chapters are written i gotta give it up like they do a really good job of basically Writing in in general and making characters who do stupid things be the target of that ire as opposed to having us sort of flail and be like, are we supposed to be on Rayford's side when he's constantly calling uh, uh, Hattie a dumb C word? Oh, my God. It's like really bad in this one. Very good. But I feel like for the conversations we have with Buck and everything like that. It's not Wonderkin Buck. He's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it, it, yeah, it does go in more into that. So five stars all around. And, you know, the the intro conversation between him and uh, Steve uh, helps nail that home as well. So they they initially talk about the kooks at the Wailing Wall. I do want to call them the kooks forever now because it right. really makes me laugh. We don't know what their last names are. It's, oh, we, it's well, and we'll, Eli and Moshe Kook. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're actually married. They're gay and they're married together. Mm-hmm. Um, How progressive of the Lord. It's very two progressive. Gays. Yeah. <laughs> two gays and no last name. Don't touch those gays. I'll kill they you. They will give you – they will put a heart attack spell on you <laughs> and you will die. <laughs> they're the – non-porn. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like we – like – I think this is just like a sign of how crazy the book is getting. Is like we, we're our brains are just getting jumbled with everything that's happening. So well, yeah, because like also they keep bringing up what happens five times in five mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. locations. That's true. So Buck is kind of giving Steve a little bit of a hard time because he's just like, really, you're going to be a press secretary for Nikolai Carpathia? But what Steve says back to him, Tim, can you read this for me? There's a sea of power and influence and money behind him that will propel him to the world prominence so quick. It'll make everyone's head spin. 
The world is ready for Carpathia book. And yeah, I, I just think it's really funny how like, like whole hog full in everyone. Everyone's yes. like, oh yeah, of course he's perfect. He's Duh. amazing. Um, <laughs> Bug made a comment back that made me laugh, which was, "What's he gonna be, Steve, King of the World?" <laughs> and Steve's like, "Well, he wouldn't. He would not say that." But no, yes. he, he would call us something different. And we find out over the course of this chapter and the next that Steve basically knows all the, he knows all the dirt. And there's a few times when it's like he goes, it's like as if he has been, um, MK Ultra and his oh, like, yeah. and his like brain goes blank and he's like, I do not know anything about that. I don't know who the fuck Eric is. I don't who know. That? Eric better watch his fucking mouth when he's on the fucking railings of Staten Island. That's all I'm fucking like, saying. Steve, did you just acquire? <laughs> Uh, a Jersey accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it's became evil. It's it's what we talked about. It's what we knew, and it's basically the uh, cohesion, the coalescence of all the characters around Nikolai Carpathia. You know, in ways that don't make any sense, kind of. But the the pawns and the pieces are sure mm-hmm. enough fall in the place, baby. And I think it goes sort of to the magic aspect of Nikolai Carpathia because is he so magical that he's able to completely pill Steve? Who's yeah. like he's the like head a of a major yeah, he's magazine? A grizzled newsman. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's in charge of Fantasy Time magazine, and yet yeah. here he is being like, "Oh, so you did kill that guy?" Yikes! Whoops. Okay, fuck All it, right. whatever. Well, I've already said I would be your um, <laughs> your press secretary, so I guess I'm stuck. Yeah, and it's only been like I don't I guess I forget how many days it's been like since the thing, but it's been very like, few. I think like, it's like a week. Maybe. I think it's been three days since the. Their meeting with Nikolai, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been very quick. Maybe. And Steve is, like, completely sold for it, you know, because, again, he's quitting to be Nikolai's press secretary, and Buck is given the opportunity to take his spot. Yeah, and Buck's like, I don't want to! I just want to rain! Everybody's just so mad at me! And then, but their big boss uh, points out, like, hey. Bazuzu. Bazuzu! No, it's something like very like normal. It's not at all like business. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Buck and Steve keep chatting, and Steve points out something very important, which is that basically when uh, Carpathia comes into power, he'll basically have jurisdiction over Stonegall because that's a big issue right now for Buck. He's like, hey, like I can't like get down with Carpathia if he's being influenced by these, you know, evil movers and shakers in the background. Yeah. Like Jonathan Stonical. What did you think about all of this framing? To me it felt very stupid in the sense <laughs> and I and I mean that pejoratively as possible because it's like that ain't how the world works. Because basically he's saying, I will become president and then finally the evildoers I'll be able to, you know as if that is not what like every politician says right right well i think that this yes we can no we cannot (laughs) we we still have lobbyists barack (laughs) yeah (laughs) well and i think too just kind of betray i think this attitude has kind of come up before and again maybe i I think it's probably more just on the writers uh (laughs) that these newsmen don't seem to know how anything fucking works like wait a politician doing bat channel things (laughs) and crime what is it (sighs) I hesitate to use the, t- the phrase naive, naivete. Uh, is there any? I mean, that's what I was thinking. Is there like rose-colored glasses? Like, surely none of this shit is actually as bad. Surely, if someone was actually boiling and eating babies, <laughs> Bill Clinton would step in. Now that is a fair thing, I think, because that I. I 
it's tough because I think there's a version of that that's completely like invalid and mm-hmm. there's a version of that that's true because there's a side like in the US it's like well if it was a problem then the government would deal with it no, yeah like <laughs> like do you really think really? that George Bush did 9-11 I'm like kinda but not really not but- intentionally <laughs> Uh, he's not that smart or good at planning. I just don't think they could cover it up as well. (laughs) Exactly. That's my thing. But how the fuck did the, the, the other tower fall? Eh, not important. Yeah. Yeah, we have questions. Well, it is important, gang. How did that other tower fall? (laughs) Someone please tell them. Someone please tell them. We don't talk about that enough. (laughs) A third of the trade centers fell. It's like building seven. We don't talk about it enough. Um, I, I, you should, uh, I don't know, watch Fahrenheit 9-11, I guess. But yeah, it was interesting being like, are we supposed to take Steve, what he's saying as word, meaning like, finally, Carpathia will be good enough that he won't have to mind his, 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 his uh, handlers. Or is he just doing like marketing speak? Like, oh, you know, like he's smoothing things out because now he's, he's the the, the mouth. God, you know, it'd be so sick if they relaunched the series and it's from Carpathia's viewpoint. (laughs) Also, he's like, I think everybody is the good guy. Like, wait, you want me to do what now? <laughs> like, right from the Antichrist, make him compelling and sexy. We love the Antichrist. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> whatever, do it. These horny ass <laughs> Christian moms are going to read it and flick their beans to it. It's going to be great. That might be. Could someone write a book so sexy that Christian moms would flick their beans to the Antichrist? Right? Writing Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's Nikolai Carpathia. I mean, Jeremy Jenkins has a, that gift. So I, I, if Jenkins, anyone can, he can. Have you ever written erotica? I want to know. <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a secret. Send I just me wanna, something. Let me just read it, okay? I, I love it. Um, so, yeah, they keep talking about Carpathia, about all the issues here. And they do both agree they have a good feeling about yeah. Carpathia. And it's interesting because each time they go back and forth, Buck kind of ends it with, we, we all agree, by the way. Yeah. Everything that's happening here, we agree about what is happening. He's not saying, you're all crazy, and I'm the the good boy. Right. No, he's like, no, 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 he's definitely him. awesome. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with him. Which I think is, but... is a good and smart way of doing it because he's so GD annoying yeah. every other time. Yeah, if he was just like straight up against it, it would definitely be annoying. Um, but I also think it is, it's funny, it's, it, it makes me think of that like situation where you're with a bunch of people that like believe one thing and you're starting to like not believe it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah we believe that. But, but hey, real quick though, but what about this thing? Because um, Buck just continually has these little thoughts and we're like, oh, this seems weird. And we know he's right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Steve says uh, a line that I loved, which is, I'm sure I'm sitting on one of the greatest rises to power of anything in history. Maybe the greatest and I'll be right there helping it happen. Mm-hmm. And like when you're reading this, knowing that he's talking about <laughs> the Antichrist, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like it feels like extremely like stare at the screen and be like, I am going to help the Antichrist come to power. <laughs> Me and my good friend, the Antichrist. And also like when is helping a major power a good thing? Right? Like, I guess because he's like an underdog in this situation. Um, like, oh. All the other, you know, massive mistakes and huge wars were bad. You know, yeah. Genghis Kong, we don't like him. Uh, Alexander the Great, sorry, he did some killing. Yeah, but, but this, this one's going to be different. This one's going to be different. Well, that's like almost what I was talking about, like back when, like, Carpathia was talking about the UN and, like, the development of it. It was like, well, all these pa- 
past ones sucked ass. Yeah. This time is going to be good, though. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's extremely the whole vibe <laughs> with his political campaign. Yeah, yeah. So while they're talking, Mark interrupts them because they got to turn the freaking TV on. Guys. This is, this is a good little, little bit they do is like when they're hanging out. Like, right, you've like, got to turn the TV turn on. Turn the TV on. Freaking news is happening. And again, I feel like this is such a like, this is something that makes sense that it came out in the 90s. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like the things that happen in this book would happen now. Everyone would just, it'd be like, uh, it'd be on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there'd be like deep fakes of the two witnesses. They would be like, like this video of the witnesses crumping on TikTok. Yeah. Like someone tries to cancel Carpathia and they end up getting (laughs) like thrown in like a, 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 a trampoline park and murdered somehow. Oh yeah. So yeah, the kooks are at the Wailing Wall again, and there's a whole crowd of people surrounding them that are pissed off. Yeah, and it's really funny because they sound so fucking annoying. They don't really. They're just like speaking in like Bibleese, like not <laughs> like some of it is Bible verses, but some of it's just like Bible verse sounding. It, <laughs> as as a white male in my thirties, I can respect it because. Replace all the Bible quotes with Simpsons quotes, and that's essentially <laughs> the exact same vibe here, is that, like, you know, Eli and Moshe are just like, I was at the pornography store, purchasing pr- pornography, we're like, yes, yes, don't. We love it, we, we love, love it. it, we love it. Yeah, maybe that's kind of what the deal is, like, for the Christians reading, and they're like, oh, shit, that's a Bible verse. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know... If we have in living memory an example of something like this working well, because you hear like the great Reformation people, they would be able to stand on street corners and yeah. shit like that and get people whipped up into a frenzy. But yes, as we know, there's zero Christians. Like at, it, we went from a lot of Christians R- to zero. Right, Christians. right. Well, these are not Christian. These are. I'm assuming what is happening here because these dudes are being like Jesus is Lord, <laughs> and they're in Israel. So I assume it's Jewish people being like. Fuck you! What are you doing here? Right, right, and that makes it worse. Is like, hey man, Jesus, he's real. And it's like, yeah, you need what? It what? made me very uncomfortable. I mean, the whole. I mean, again, we've talked about it multiple times. The way that evangelical Christians treat Jew- Jewish people makes me so uncomfortable because they're trying to recruit them. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what they really want, and like, I feel like too. Like we, we talk in these two chapters about. These 144,000, you know, Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And, like, Mm -hmm. obviously there's a lot more Jewish people than that in the world. But, like, to me, like, intentionally being, like, I want to take a big chunk of your people away. Like, when the Jewish people have already been, like, treated the way they have. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's it's not good vibes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's not good. Like, we like you, but you need to be, like, us, actually. You need to come to our side, and, and then you'll be good. But not all of you can. Only a, some of a you are going to go to... I don't know if they think they're going to go to hell. Like, that was always, like, wishy-washy at my church growing up. Like, I think that there was a thought, like, what church will be a lot in heaven? Wait, what? I feel like that was, like, the, the, the chosen people. No. Really? Your conservative-ass church thought that... I don't that, know if they said that, but that was kind of the vibe I got. No way, man. Really? No. Everything I heard is, like, they're the chosen people and they're being punished because they turned away <sighs> and shit like that. Oh, no, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like they rejected them. They killed Jesus. 
Oh, that's see. I mean, that's like a pretty normal like anti-Semitic way of thinking. <laughs> and maybe my church did think that. Maybe I just didn't absorb it. Maybe in my brain, I was like, "Well, they're the chosen people, so I mean, they're not going to." So, may, so yeah, like know, I would not try to say my church was like progressive on it. Right. If anything, it was probably me misinterpreting what they said. In what world are you able to go up to your church that won't let women speak? <laughs> exactly. And be like, hey, real quick, do Jews <laughs> go to Jews, heaven? Though. Like, you mean? Christian Jews. No. No, no, no. Not just, ethnically just Christian like Jews. Jews. Practicing, Christian Jews are not Jews. Practicing Jews. Yes. Like Orthodox. Yeah. You would be stoned. You'd be flogged and stoned if you asked that at your church. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, you would know. be expelled and you, you'd have to write a, Your parents would not be able to go back. <laughs> they would be kicked out of the church. Yeah. Your dad would get in trouble uh, for like raising for, a little yeah, willful. Yeah. Exactly. For raising a willful daughter. Um, but yeah, so the news is kind of like talking over this, you know, footage of the, the two witnesses and they're like, we don't know their last names, <laughs> where they're from, if they have family or friends. Yeah. No these, one's these coming just, forward. They just like appeared one day. They right. just shot down from space on an asteroid and a meteor and here they are. Yeah, and whenever they ask them, like, where are you from, they literally, like, in my father's house, there are yeah, many rooms and shit like that. That's not an like, answer. That's just a Bible verse. Like, you are <laughs> so up. weird. And, and again, this isn't real. And it's not, real, like, <laughs> taken from the Bible. Up. This is not this real. This is not real. This is not real. <laughs> but, like, the writers of this book chose to make this be impressive. So instead of, like, answering in a way that's cogent, they're like, uh... Just yeah. have him quote like fucking Matthew or something. So we now get to the critical part of this uh, news. Hell yeah! Uh, section, which is that two dudes, one <laughs> wielding an Uzi <laughs> and the other a bayonet knife. Very, very specific. <laughs> very I love it. Specific. They also were like they were wearing robes and had long beards, and I was like, mm. like, because I at first thought I'm like, are they trying to like? They said some hooded. They said time? hooded robes. Yeah, hooded robes. Which I was like, I don't even I don't know. know. <laughs> I, I, I feel like they're implying that they were Jewish, but I don't know. Because like, the I, crowd seemed to be kind of on their side. Yeah, no, I think it's 100% like uh, radical Jews, uh, rational. Yeah, maybe like Orthodox, Hasidic, yeah. whatever. Anyway, these two dudes rush at the two witnesses. Uh, but something spooky happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just, like, fall down. <laughs> yeah, and so when we were reading about our good friends Eli and Moisha before, it's like, okay, anyone that tries to kill them will be consumed. And we're like, what does that, what mean? that mean? Not too sure. So for this, these two dudes, it's simply as they're running towards each other, they'll just take a little tumble. Yeah, well, and we find out a little bit more later about what exactly happened because the, initially the newscaster's like, oh, the Uzi must have jammed. Right. And that's why it didn't work. And the other guy tripped. Just hold on to that thought. We'll find yeah. out more. And I was that. hoping the other guy tripped on his knife. And that would have been stuck and impaled himself on it. The cool. Uzi explode. But no, they just fall down on the ground and everyone freaks out. It would have been way cooler, honestly, if like they had tripped and the Uzi guy shot the other dude and mm -hmm. the other dude's uh, bayonet knife stabbed the other guy. Yeah, somehow. It would be that a would kind of comedy of errors. But they but just like dropped. So, Which is pretty metal in its own way. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Spoiler Eli Moshe did a heart attack spell on them, as I mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. They had heart attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I like to think the way that Eli and Moshe handle it is they they don't need to. They just have a like if anyone's trying to come at me, mm -hmm. you know, 
because they take turns back and forth while one's preaching, the other one's resting or eating or whatever like that. Or sending out energy beams yeah, to anyone like, that comes near them like, while we'll trip over the Uzi. Like, oh no, Moisha's back is turned. Eli has to shoot mind powers. But yeah. I hope it's just simply uh, G-O-D looking above. Yeah, they're not Eli. actually doing anything. It's just God has like a, a D&D-ass spell like zone around yeah. them that is protecting them. Um, but apparently the onlookers are angry <laughs> and they want, they're demanding help for the attackers, which I thought was pretty funny. Like, right. I guess people would probably if they're like pissed at these dudes for just like. Yeah, cause no one's happy that this is happening and. No, they're like, get out of here. Sure, these two radicalists are the ones that finally step forward and try to do something about it, but still, they're like, you fucking killed that guy? The of fuck? course that would rile them up better. It's like, cause they're also like, can we get the bodies back? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's really see two guys like run at these dudes and they fall dead yeah like can i walk towards you with a knife with my back turned like what's the thing but oh guys though they they explain their stance and what they say in hebrew is carry off your dead but do not come nigh to us says the lord god of hosts okay and this is what i'm saying is the like bible verses it's like okay this is not like an actual Bible verse, but you just said right. like nigh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like Lord God of hosts to like make it sound like one. Exactly. So they're, they're sp- speaking like weird wizards and that's supposed to be I mean, helpful. They, I think they are weird wizards. They literally are weird what, wizards. What evidence sure. is there that they're not weird wizards? All the evidence points to yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I quake at the sight of them and I keep having to say to myself that just a week ago, millions and millions of people disappeared. So, of course, people are going to be... <laughs> they're rowdy. A little rowdy. Yeah, they're riled up. It makes sense. So, like, okay, maybe people would get saved by this if two wizards showed up. <laughs> like, I, we're in the rapture. Dude, I feel like, yes. I mean, th- look at all the shit people have been swept away by during the pandemic. People would absolutely... There would be so many weird cults. Masks. Vaccines. Oh, all those cults. You name them. <laughs> no, I just feel like how, like pilled people got during the pandemic like people all the people that are like actually QAnon's real now i gotta microwave my yeah (laughs) my 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 letters yeah my mails so we end this little segment with the cnn reporter finishing out saying at this moment the preachers have continued their shouting (laughs) proclaiming jesus of nazareth born in bethlehem king of the jews the chosen one ruler of all nations all right check it out you're on vacation in Israel. There's yeah. two dudes just screaming this Jesus. line at you. Because, like, that's the thing. It's like, I think we have to assume they're giving, quote, unquote, traditional uh, sermons. But all we know is they just scream weird shit. And it's in he- they're screaming in Hebrew. Yeah. And they're talking about Jesus a lot and, in Israel. <laughs> and that's why I do the uh, Simpsons thing because it's just like. They're not saying anything. No. They're just like, I'm a wizard and Jesus sent me. And they're like, okay, who cares? Yeah, just like, I killed that guy. Don't you believe me? Like, I guess I do. I, they do say dead, so I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. Shit. Like, and it implied that the soldiers were like stressed out by them. It is so weird uh, that no one's able to just be like, shoot. Go away. Shush. Well, I guess. I mean, have they tried to? Do they have like, a permit? Them? Do they have a permit? Maybe they can't make them leave. If they don't have a permit, they can't be shouting here, is my opinion. Uh, the very last bit of the section is Buck. Now back to Buck. They stopped watching TV, and Buck is just thinking to himself, and he's like, 
I guess I gotta take this fucking job. Yeah, he's like, no other pretenders will take the throne. Yeah, that's the thing, because basically they point out to him, they're like, listen, Buck, if you don't take this job, someone else is gonna be your boss. And yeah. they're for sure gonna give you all the shitty, like, pieces to ride. And like, no one likes you, because you're a little punk. Like, yeah, I'm pretty annoying, so I better <laughs> be the boss. <laughs> Everyone else is gonna hate me. Alright, so Buck, soon gonna be the king of the magazine. The king of the magazine. Now we're over to Rayford and Chloe. They're in New York, and it's time to be mean to Hattie again. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long God. since we were mean to Hattie. I've missed it, to be honest with you. I like, basically, because Chloe says to Rayford, like, dude, I don't think she's going to come. Like, she has no reason to show yeah. up to this. I think this is what I was talking about, where normally this chapter would have not been written in a way that made me think that the authors know what's happening. But I think they did a really good job of having Chloe break this down and yes. to have Rayford yes. be like, I'm an idiot. What? And also, like, spout off some quote-unquote woke things of like, oh, I just treated this woman as a, an object. Oh, I did this, oh, I did that. And, yeah. you know, now I'm actually the, – the thing that he misses is, is the way he's trying to fix it is by like, well, what's more important than – you know, saving your soul before I just thought about your hole. <laughs> and he thinks that's good. And I, he thinks I do like, shouldn't, I get, shouldn't I get some points for that? Like, come on, I'm less of a sexist yeah. pig now. I'm just but thinking Chloe's about like, her everlasting soul. Uh, yeah, Chloe's really good in this chapter. Chloe is so good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they mean to write her in a way. That well, they do, Chloe. Jennifer, because they they make her say, I don't mean to be a know-it-all. So. <laughs> I just feel like they're like, because the, the thing is that Chloe is like 100% correct, like most of the time when she yeah, talks. It's so funny. So, and like r- right after Chloe like initially brings up the like, why would Hattie show up? Rayford has, has this uh, internal thought. Tim, can you read this for us? Why should he think less of Hattie just because she seemed dim at times? <laughs> And now, just because she had been nasty with him on the phone and never acknowledged his last invitation to me today, he had categorized her as less desirable or less deserving. This part was so fucking funny to me because it reads like a joke. Like, yeah. oh, why would I think less of her uh, just because she's fucking stupid and she's been nasty to me and she didn't even respond to my last invitation? <laughs> she's a nasty woman who won't respond to emails and yeah. I hate her for she's it. She's fucking rude, but I do want to save her soul. But that's kind of the funny thing is like they're trying to show Rayford being shitty, but they can't help themselves well, yeah. by also being shitty. But luckily, Chloe usually swoops in as like, bro. Right. And actually, she says a line that is incredible. And I, frankly, like, I want to, like, put it up somewhere. <laughs> what I'm getting at is that you can't expect someone who's not even a church person to give a rip about heaven and God and all that. Hell yeah. Like, that is a, to give a rip about heaven. <laughs> and that's kind of what I mean about the two witnesses is, like, you're just screaming about Jesus to people like, who, okay, like. I don't fucking care. I mean, I guess. People that live, I don't, I don't know what the the racism is like there, but it's like imagine doing that to you know Jewish communities in America. It's like, oh my God, we get hurled like horrible things about killing Jesus constantly. Like, yeah, yeah. This is not working, Eli and Moisha. But well, but I think the supernatural stuff starts to take yeah, over. Yeah, that's people. true. <laughs> that's true. The magic, the the the, the confirmed magic magicians. <laughs> Yeah, um, you but, would start following some magicians if they showed up. Yeah, but like they don't even have Chloe slip up once here Mm-mm. in this section. And the only times that there's slip ups is when Rayford is, 
you know, not talking, meaning it's when the narrator or however you describe what a book is between dialogue is talking about it. And he gets pretty close to being like, Hattie is a person. Uh, yeah, he's like really having revelations like, wow, second. he has her own internal thoughts and motivation. One of the things I loved about it is like, first of all, the idea that you're having this int- this deep conversation with your daughter about how in, you wanted to dick down this girl. In the PanCon Club, by the way. In the They're PanCon at Club. the PanCon Club, which is the airline that he... Was PanCon a real airline? I don't know. I don't think so, but let's say yes. It's weird because sometimes they say real things and sometimes they right. have made up things. They talk about CNN. Yeah, they're like, we're going to Babylon. But then they things. have the Global Weekly and yeah. PanCon. Anyway, PanCon yeah. is the, the, the like airline. Which I'm like, is this the airport? I just have a lot of questions. Yeah, that's the thing. It's definitely at the airport. Airport, and I think I, mean, I guess it's, it's before 9-11, so you can just go to the airport easier. Right. And it's like at the Admiral's Club type. Right. Shit. Yeah. They're in the, 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 the bougie club for fancy yeah. uh, airplane flyers. <laughs> but one thing that really made me laugh, too, is that Raver's supposed to get pissed off because Chloe wants to stop referencing, like, calling his witnessing um, selling a pitch. <laughs> and he's like, stop saying it's a pitch. I mean, it's what you're doing. It though. is a pitch, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It is a pitch. Yeah. And, and that's all people hear. Like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, if you have ever been like out and about and someone's like trying to talk to you about Jesus, like what is different from the people that are trying to get you to like sign up for, you know, monthly donations or a yeah. picture. It's this, it is a pitch. Yeah. It, <laughs> sorry, Ray. You, you, you're finally saying. at the end of the chapter he's like well i guess i was that way last week too whatever but it's like bro you should have said that line minutes ago yes. in your brain instead yes. of waiting to the end of the chapter or whatever i'm starting but, to think rayford's kind of a dummy yeah rayford's dumb unfortunately <laughs> I think he, he's not even a himbo implies like a goodness inside i think he's just like he's just like a big like, he has old white man energy, he's unfortunately. He's like a big old horse man. He's like, I knew, I, I am smart and capable in the world for which I know. Yes. Uh, luckily made by white men. Yes. But. Uh-oh. I am respected and but, I am smart. Well, that's the thing that I was saying before is like when Ray's getting all uh, whiny and they're talking about, again, how weird it is that he's talking to his daughter about all this, but like. Saying, well, I mean, she's not innocent in all this, too. And Chloe's like, bullshit. What are you talking, what are you talking about? about? Everything you did. Like, Hattie is single. Everything you did yeah. was to say, hey, even though I'm not actively coming yeah. onto you, I am opening the door. Yeah. And I'm what- opening the door and I'm giving you a little wink through it. Right. So Chloe yeah, she, rightfully she- steps up and is like, no, this is. Not her fault at all. Yeah, she, she owns did it not pretty do anything. hard. Yeah. And he deserves it. Which, kind of surprised they had her say that. I don't even think Rayford fully understands it still, though. No, he doesn't. I don't I don't think that he, like, really gets it. He's still, like, very focused on uh-huh. the witnessing thing. And he's very, he's very stressed because, also, he's like, you know, I am worried about Hattie, but this whole thing has given me a new insight into my daughter's mind, which makes me feel like she's maybe not as close to getting saved as I'd hoped. Yeah, and that's where we go yet again of, like, okay, is the real goal here... Hattie, or is it Chloe? I mean, the the positive way to spin it is that Ray is going through stuff and he's trying to learn. But I'm not entirely sure that's exactly what's happening. But Yeah. So next we see Buck and Hattie's, you know, the PanCon Club. Um, They meet there at 11 a.m. Because she is going to get introduced to Nikolai Carpathia. That's funny. Yeah. it's Buck is, like, truly, like, why did I agree to do this? And... 
Because at the time when we like when it happened in the book, I was like, "Why are you agreeing to do it?" I still think this, and it's very very silly because Buck says like right when she walks up, uh, of like, "Well, I guess I don't have to worry about my chances." Because the first thing she says, "Can I meet Nikolai?" Um, <laughs> yeah, she's like, "I am zero percent interested in you, Buck." Just to let you know, but they kind of spin it as I can't tell if we're supposed to be on Buck's side because. It's Hattie, the human punching bag of the Left Behind series, but, but basically I feel like she's like pretty like like competent in this section. So yeah. maybe we are supposed to think that Buck is being an asshole, right? No, and, and Nikolai says so kind of later, but like it does. Yeah, very very weird yes. to be like, hey, I'm sorry to bring up a groupie. Yeah, and he feels like really guilty about it. Yeah, like there's a part where so they're in the cab together, going over to wherever Nikolai is staying, and. Buck realized immediately how awkward he felt and how much worse he was about to feel. Yeah, I mean, Buck... <laughs> so stressed about it. Buck, I mean, I, I, I am not going to disagree with you here. Yeah, you I know that we're... We do this. We're getting chaotic signals about Hattie, and I think that, like, we should be like, it's, who cares? Airline attendants deserve to see the future president of the planet, but, like... <laughs> No, I'm sorry to anyone out there from literally any job. You do not deserve to see you Nikolai Carpathia. probably Carpathia. don't. I'm like, sorry. Only the best sense. boys and, like, presidents get to see Nikolai. But, like, Hattie, I'm sorry. I wouldn't be able like, I need yeah. to, like, I need a podcaster. I mean, you're a podcaster talking to the Antichrist. Hey, what's up? This is Nikolai Carpathia <laughs> as a guest on Naruto Revuto. <laughs> so what do you think about these gays, Naruto and Sasuke? Um, I think... They are good. Oh, wow. You did it yet again. Wow. You have the Byakugan for seeing <laughs> the future. Thank you. So, Hattie notices that Buck is like, oh, I like a uh, but don't like talk to him for real long, though, for real. And Hattie gets like kind of her hackles up and she's like, um, bitch, I don't want to act around VIPs. I'm a flight attendant. I deal with them all the time. Right. It's probably true, actually. Yep. Uh, 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 that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow. Up in the air. I don't know. It's not up in the air. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that's not like airplane movie I know. It's the, it's the movie where, um, uh, Mike Myers says, you put the wrong emphasis in the wrong syllable. Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, She's a flight attendant, and uh, it looks very stressful in the way that you handle, you know, uh, pan-continental yeah. flights, which is fictional. I Googled it. Um, and, and sometimes you got to duct tape a passenger to the seat. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you're serving maybe Nikolai Carpathia. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, it's like you're in the ultra, ultra, ultra first class, so you have to be, like, really, really good. But one time, it's real stressful for whatever plot reason. And she opens up champagne and hits a French guy in the face. It's oh, funny. that's funny because he's French. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. Yeah, so they get there, and Carpathia first wants to speak to Buckle on, but it's like, oh, no, here he is. He's going to fucking yell at me and be like, why'd you bring this flight attendant to see me? I can get my own pussy, Buck, but I (laughs) Why are you bringing me pussy, Captain Pussy? I want to catch my own in the wild. Uh, But he actually just wants to talk about the kooks. (laughs) Everyone's talking about the kooks at the railing wall. Uh, Nikolai is, like, completely fascinated by it, and it feels sincere to me. Like, he's real, like, huh. What is this? They even say that when they're talking about the kooks, he just kind of mutters, hmm, hmm, hmm. Um, yeah, and, like he's truly like, his wheels and his brain are spinning so and hard. And they specifically point out that it's like not very eloquent. And <laughs> yeah, he's my, like, no, he's, he's just buzzing so much. My brain is like, what are they saying here? Does Is this proof that Nikolai 
knows what's happening, and he's like, well, I don't like, I don't, I, I don't. Part of me thinks that someone said he was the Antichrist, so he Googled it. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> see, yeah, see, again, if this was now and Twitter, he would already know about this. He would have, like, a whole, like, social media manager. It'd be, like, a whole mm-hmm. thing. He would know about the Antichrist rumors, but I feel like in this setting, maybe he doesn't. He would ironically change his name to Nick Antichrist Carpathia. <laughs> Nick Ola. He would, like, whenever he eats barbecue pork, like, oh, I hope I don't oh. get any at the temple. Anyways, folks. <laughs> Disarmament. Let's talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think this, this feels foreshadowy to me. It's very, very specific. The reason that he's, this is the first time they've described him as like not being perfect. Yes. And him looking at this, I, there has to be something happening. I don't know what that something is. And I, I, you know, I'm, I cannot wait for him to have explicit magic so I can start to figure out what the fuck is happening. Yeah. And I think that happens. Well, it's going to be soon because there's not that many chapters left yeah, in this book. book. It's getting thinner. Yeah, we have uh, there's 25 chapters total, and we're talking about 18, 19 today. Mm. So coming up towards the end. Um, During this time that they have to themselves, Bug takes the opportunity to ask Nikolai, Hey, uh, did you hear about Eric Miller? (laughs) Just to see, like, how he responds. And of course he doesn't. He doesn't know. Like, no, what happened? And Buck tells him, and he says, You do not say dreadful. That's his response. Do you believe him? I believe him. I don't believe him. I don't. I don't. I think that, well, and we'll get a little bit more info in the next chapter, but I feel like Steve might know something about this. I, even though I don't believe it's textual, part of me wishes and believes that Nikolai is just kind of swept up in this stuff, Mm. and then he's going to snap later, but... Satan is going to, like... Touch him on the forehead and like imbue him with the power of the Antichrist, like yeah. the knowledge, and he'll like suddenly have. That's the thing. Is it like more compelling for the Antichrist to not know he's the Antichrist? I feel or like, the yeah. Antichrist to be like, oh, I gotta do Antichrist shit now. Fuck. Yep. Well, I mean, that's like a whole thing. I feel like we're obsessed, like the movie, like the Omen, like the whole thing of like a child Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole like a, an Antichrist who doesn't. Well, I guess I don't know if he, if the kid from the Omen doesn't know who sees the Antichrist because I've never seen it. I need to watch it. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I do. I feel like the idea of like a person who is going to become evil, and they don't you know it right yet. because right now Nikolai very much is the 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 ends justify the means. He's and pragmatic, I, very pragmatic. I'm not going to do anything evil, but I'll scheme because. Yeah. But I'll scheme in a way that benefits us both. I'm not trying to fuck you. Right, right. He's going to take care of his friends. Yeah. Uh, and then Carpathia and Hattie actually talk, and, and Butt talks about her giggling when Carpathia kisses her on both her cheeks, but right. uh, it seems like they have a good talk because Carpathia <laughs> gives her his number while what we want. I take it back. I do want the pussy. <laughs> he does. Um, and I love that, like, Hattie's like, oh my god, he gave me his number, and Buck's like, haha, let me see that real quick. <laughs> so he can memorize the number. Right. Buck, you were a freak, sir. <laughs> I, he's a jur- He's the world's best journalist, he's of course he's going to do this. number one boy journalist. <laughs> Nikolai not only gave Hattie his card, but wrote, you know, a special, a, number, a special on number on it. And, yeah. you know, Nikolai says when Buck is like... Hey man, I'm sorry about this. This is where she's just a flight attendant. And Nikolai's like, no one's just anything. Everyone is equal yeah. and deserves it. I'm like, Nikolai, I'm king a, shit. Yeah, I'm pulling for the Antichrist yes. again. Yes, he's the only good character. Yeah, and I mean, okay, maybe Eric Miller didn't deserve to get pushed off the ferry. Maybe, I don't know. He acted like a fool. He did act like a fool, but reserve your judgment. <laughs> I am. Yeah, we get a, just a, a taste next chapter, but I am super curious. What's like that, which is why we need a behind the we need a new series from Nikolai's point of view. I need like, to know what's what going is on the conversation? Because I, 
I don't want him to be super evil behind the scenes. Right. Did he, like, like, did he, like, send it. a goon to do it? Right. Or did he just, like, sit down and astral project and push him <laughs> off of the ferry? Because that's kind of where I'm thinking. Or maybe even it's not that intentional. Maybe he just sent his, like... Yeah. His bad Antichrist vibes out, like he oh, he yeah. lied to me, and therefore he fell off of the ferry. Yeah, anything's possible. What with Eli emotions, shit like that. But you know, it's possible too that he was complaining about how much of a, a, a rube and a bore this guy was. So one of his goons is like, "Oh, you fucker!" It's like Larry Strong in the hit show <laughs> House of the Dragon, airing now on HBO Max. Cast of Thrones. <laughs> it's a it. podcast about Game of Thrones. I do think it's really funny to think about Left Behind, like, in general. Divorce it from the context of Christianity being real and just read it as if it was a fantasy novel. True. I had fun with that. Yeah, I thought about that. When you think of it in that way, like, it is kind of interesting. Like, it is, it's like, it's, like you said, it's like a magician's fight. Right. Cause I was getting, I was getting annoyed at Ray and I was like, you know what? Take a step back. It's, I read stupid bullshit where they have sacred texts all the time. Yeah. Maybe let's let's enjoy it. Let's yeah. let's give them their fantasy the way that they deserve, I guess. So, in the midst of all this happening, Buck gets a call from Eric Miller's wife. <laughs> and she, at first Buck's kind of like, hey, like, why are you calling me? Oh, well, so she's sorry. like, did you and my husband fight in a hotel? <laughs> yeah, but it was just like normal stuff. She's like, yeah, yeah, I Did you beat my husband up in front of the Antichrist? Before, the night that he died? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, but that was just like normal dude stuff. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured, that's, that's I figured it was fair, normal that's dude fair. stuff. That's what, that's what dudes do. Um, but she's like, listen, man, he was a, he was on the swim team in college. And also it was cold, so there would be no reason for him to be outside on the ferry. This seems super suspicious to me. And Buck's like, it does seem pretty suspicious. But to me, I think we're just supposed to accept that it is suspicious. But to me, it's like... Huh? Like, he said it was a bit nippy. So does that mean he wouldn't call from outside? And also... I think you're just saying he wouldn't have been outside at all. It right. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's that cold. Like, it's... it's. I know it's early, but it's rude to be on your phone around people. Especially now when no one has a phone. When it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, and also, if you fall on the ferry, maybe the, the water's going to be much colder than the air. Quick shock. You don't get ready. So you're saying, and drown. Tim, are you saying you don't think the Antichrist did this? I agree. Are you gaslighting Buck I'm, and Eric Miller, his widow? I, I, I. When you know good and well that the Antichrist did it? I don't know good and well shit. <laughs> are you, wait, are you on his side now? Are you the new press secretary? I've always been on his side. Oh my God. He, ki- he killed Steve. He's become the, <laughs> the new press secretary for the Antichrist. Uh, then. <laughs> this part's stupid. This part is so <laughs> is stupid. It's very 1995, I think, uh, or something. just stupid. I don't know. But calls quote unquote quote a friend at the telephone company unquote mm-hmm. to find out who's listed at the number that Carpathia. Yeah, wrote the one at. that was written. And guys, it's actually the UN Secretary General's office, <laughs> which is like insane <laughs> to me. Like, he just gave it to Hattie. Did he not have a cell phone? Other characters have cell phones. Yeah, okay, but actually only, I think only Buck has a cell phone. But he's not the only person on the goddamn planet. Yeah, but Buck is like savvy and cool. That's true. So I don't know. People don't like have cell phones in 1995. Yeah, and Nikolai made a joke about the technology. Like I remember my 
baby brother was born in 1997 and we had a car phone because i remember calling my dad like we called my dad's car phone to be like mom's in labor you gotta come to the hospital car so, phone a car so that's what i'm saying not, that was 97 mm-hmm. so this is 95 people do not have cell phones i know i know i know it's but very unusual that buck has one yeah yeah like i, I think mean, he's like a special boy because he was doing like electrical engineering on the plane so he's just a, a wunderkind him zach from saved by the bell you oh, know zach, i guess he did have a but yeah it was like a car phone though wasn't it no it was one of those big gray ones oh my goodness so yeah, he calls his buddy at the telephone company and be like, who's this? It's the UN Secretary General's office. And Buck is like, I gotta call Steve. Oh God, what oh God, oh God. What the fuck is happening? Right, because the implication here is, why is Nikolai <laughs> saying, call me in the president of the UN's house? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's a hattie. Well, and, and Steve is like, well, it could have been a mistake. He must have done it on purpose. And I'm assuming what happened was that Carpathia did it and then he knew Buck would look at it. It would yeah. know about. Oh it. yeah, I, I'm assuming. Like, yeah. uh, there's no otherwise. Like, yeah, that would be that would be really weird. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think that must be what's going on. So yeah, and, and Steve's <laughs> like, oh, okay, don't write about this. But yeah, he's gonna be the new Secretary General of the UN. Yeah, he he uh, uh, weaselled the guy from Botswana out, and is basically like, I will give you the Israel formula if you leave. Okay, and he's like, I don't, can I do both? No, you're going to make so much fucking money um, because of your desert there that, yeah. you know, congrats. And he's like, oh, okay, uh, I guess, but this sucks. Yeah, so moving and shaking behind the scenes. Yeah. And then, so really in the chapter on an ominous note, we have Buck saying, what did Eric Miller get too close to? What lead was he tracking? Steve's voice became hollow, his tone flat. All I know about Eric Miller, he said, is that he got too close to the railing on the Staten Island Ferry. <laughs> like, again, I just imagine his eyes going, like, fully blank, and it's like, he fell off the ferry. I don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah. So that is very much not good, because no. Steve knows a lot of shit, and the fact that he's weird about Eric Miller. And, like, immediately, literally yesterday, <clears throat> he was working for the Global Weekly. Right. And he technically still is today. Yes, yes. And starting tomorrow, he's going to start being his press secretary. Right. So, so, like, they sat him down. I was like, real quick, all right, we fucking killed Eric. <laughs> I assume we what killed, ha- We killed the Scotland Yard yeah, guy. Listen, we did all this shit. I see what happened was Carpathia sat down and did, like, a Vulcan mind meld with mm. Steve and just, like, put his fingers, like, on his forehead and just, like, input all his Antichrist stuff into Steve's brain. I'm going to put a series of scorpions on you. You have to not move in order to prove that you trust me. Your loyalty. And you're, I, I will put you in the boo box if not. Huh? I am only kidding, but... <laughs> it is a joke. It is a joke. I do have the scorpions, though. Yeah, I will. Chapter 19. Ah! So, Rayford's all sad in the Pancon Club because he feels like a wimp. He <laughs> <laughs> literally, like, in the book is like, Rayford feels like a wimp. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, the thing that we can say positively is they are dogging on Rayford right now. And he fucking deserves like, that. I want to kick Rayford down a hill. Because sometimes when characters... I, okay, full disclosure, everyone, I have been drinking whiskey or, or bourbon and apple cider, and I feel like it just caught up to me. Okay. And it's time for me to talk about how I want to kill Rayford. <laughs> 
He's not real, so you're allowed to. It's I can talk fine. about how I want to strangle him. <laughs> yeah. And they, dump his body. They were doing a somewhat decent job of making him just kind of a prick but capable. But now they're making him very whiny and sad about himself. And, you know, it's it's a tough thing to walk when you, you know, can see inside someone's head. Because all of us say dumb shit in our brain. Yeah, like, it's not your business, though. I should have got an extra tater tot. Not that fucking <laughs> slut. How dare you? I'll kill all of you. <laughs> but uh, Rayford's feeling stressed about everything. Because mm-hmm. he, he has this thought inside of his brain. Tim, can you read this? If Bruce Barnes was right, the disappearance of God's people was only the beginning of the most cataclysmic period in history of the world. And here I am, Rayford thought, worried about offending people. I'm liable to not offend my own daughter right into hell. Can we fucking talk about this quote? Because this is the most, like, your right-wing family shit in the world, like... Well, if I'm worried about offending you, you're going to go to hell. So i got to tell you these yeah. horrible things about how you're living in sin and you're a, a disgusting sinner. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is why it sucks to be around them. This you is know. why – this is the reason why people don't talk to their families. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not around a lot of other religions, you know, too much. Like we would go to um, various holidays with – our our Jewish slash Catholic friend, mm-hmm. and so we got a little bit of dash of that. But I don't really get uh, uh, other things that are not quote unquote evangelical Christian. So I don't know how uh, it all works out. I know that me and two buds in Boston uh, at separate occasions joked about starting a podcast because one was Muslim, one was um, uh, Hindu, and we basically had the exact same childhood, yeah. but just replace the major figures and things like that. Yeah, but the so, same shame and, exactly. you know, it's like, expectations. I mean, obviously we didn't have – I'm white, they're not. So it's like well, we didn't have the same, but like talking from the viewpoint of conservative-ass family members. Yes, coming from conservative, like fundamentalist type mm-hmm. of religion. So I'm worried – I can't be worried about offending people. The stakes are so high I can't let this get in the way. I'm allowed to be such a shithead. I, you know, explain yeah. so much. I have to tell them they're dirty sinners going to hell. Yeah. Like, that's love, actually, to do that. And if you're mad at me, you're not thinking clearly because yeah. I'm trying to save you from the burning pit. You're actually being illogical and I'm being illogical by telling you you're going to burn in hell forever. Right, right. Hell's you real. you didn't say a sentence correct. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Right, and again, what kind of came through my head while reading these, this whole thing is like, shit, 
what would I do? Because we talked about this before. What would I do if the rapture actually happened and it was like the rapture ass rapture, not the leftovers rapture? And I was like, okay, I guess I would be like, I'm, I would say I'm sorry. I was like, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, say I'm sorry. I don't think I would. Like, I mean, I don't want to go to hell. That sounds bad. I don't want to be like tortured forever. But I, I'm, I decided. I belong in heaven. I decided. Okay, I decided. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think there's only two choices in this scenario. But I decided that I was going to become very safe. And be bitter for three weeks, like lock myself in the basement with like beans and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And then just brainwash yourself into becoming Christian. Be mad. Never apologize because I think that's what they want you to do. And that's what they say in the book of like, Rafer's like, all of the things were in front of me. I had, I was given all the clues. Why did I not know? I'm like, no, if the rapture happens today. <laughs> Mr. Rafer, we gave you all the clues. <laughs> The, the good Lord above, uh, the Holy Spirit and Jesus, all of you, if it happens, I'm not going to apologize. I don't think it's our fault. Thank you. You're God. We are just apes that ate some mushrooms and got weird. Um, I honestly can't even entertain this. <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm so calm, I'm like, I'm not worried about it. It would suck so bad. Like, I know, like, it is funny. Like, I, I think. I don't want to be a Christian. I I don't. That's not, I'm not. I'm, just not, I'm not gonna. You can't make me. Um, I but I don't want to go to hell. This is the thing, though. Like I do think there there's a, there's a section of ex evangelicals that are stressed about the afterlife still. Like oh, but like what if? Mm. But I feel like once I left, I became so much freer because I'm like it's obviously nothing. I, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be nothing, and I don't care anymore. Yeah, that anxiety's gone for me. Yeah, that does. Um, I actually feel better about all of that because before it was always like, "What if I didn't like say it right?" And like, actually, I will get sent to hell. I mean, it mean, it creeps in. The like, oh fuck. I don't really like. Honestly, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't stay up about it. But it just it just pops in. I mean, like, it sure. It's like that's why. Like, right, I don't right. want to die because we n- literally no one knows what happens except for Colton Burpo. I'm not done. <laughs> Now, Colin Burbo does know, and he does think hell is real. Because I've real. been to too many uh, hell houses, or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah, um, no, hell houses. I've it. been to two, and yeah, I was thinking yesterday that we need to find a way to go to a hell house. <gasps> I want to go to one. But, like, how are, can we try to take, like, like take our nephew, like, all right, Oliver. Okay, this is so fake. This is so fake. This is really fake. This is going to be really fucked up. Okay. We, you, you are our ticket into this really fucked up thing. I kind of want to, though. I don't know if his parents would like that, but I feel like <laughs> it would be funny. I'm going to – you you continue with the show. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna, we're going to text our brother and sister-in-law to see if we can take our nephew to a house. <laughs> our 12-year-old nephew. He'll be fine. It'll be great. <laughs> Okay, here we are, about 12 hours later. Um, <laughs> I accidentally had a, a blunder where I messed up my time zones. Which is probably, like, the most embarrassing thing you mm-hmm. could do, since you're so hardcore on, I only work on East Coast time yes, zone. Yes, yes. Even though I moved to the Midwest, and now, yeah. and now look... <sighs> who has been the fool i have to eat a very delicious uh, uh humble pie here yes. and apologize to every single naruto review to movie night <laughs> viewer <laughs> uh while we're recording i got a text and it was like yo what's up where are you <laughs> i was like fuck i'm an idiot Damn so it. um 7 45 is not 7 45 it's 6 45 mm, that's and, so true but you know what it's probably better because as jennifer mentioned we were getting pretty turnt off those <laughs> those ciders <laughs> 
really think, yeah, like, honestly, I think it may have saved us from being, or at least <laughs> me from being incoherent. Uh, whereas now I've been, I've been drinking tea. Mm-hmm. I've been crocheting. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a documentary. So I'm at like my most elevated smart. Yes, a documentary was on, uh, did this lady accidentally kill her whole family <laughs> by driving the wrong way on the highway? And was she drunk? Um, so don't think too highly of me, but yeah. you know, I'm very, I feel very serene right now. I'm just playing cyberpunk and I think that's okay. So Jennifer, yeah. you were telling us that Rayford is still on Antichrist watch and he yes. knows that sometime eventually this dude's going to show up. And he's probably going to be asking for peace, but surely it's not Nikolai. Uh, yeah, this is where it's like he knows enough to be like, don't trust anyone that's looking for peace. But he still is like, I, I just think Nikolai's yeah. cool. I just think that Jerry B and Timmy L think, wait, that's me. Um, uh, are you writing this? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I think they're just being too clever. Like, uh, like I don't know. Like, take a drink. I don't know what they're trying to get out of this. <laughs> No, like I think they are like drawing out the mm-hmm. like people figuring out that he's the Antichrist for you know or is it plot like reasons? sort of dramatic irony of our character? Like we know he's the anti. He has to be the Antichrist, right? Because what if they're talking about? <laughs> what, what if actually reading through is like okay, Nikolai was not. And yeah. it's actually a different bad it's guy. Moisha. Even though we've already read all, like we've read this and we know it's not I, true. I mean, I think that's a an interesting sort of avenue to go down. Right? I, I mean, it is interesting because actually these chapters are where because i had previously like reread most of the book like mm-hmm. fairly recently but i didn't actually finish it and i've now gotten up to the part where i'm reading it new for like there aren't any of my notes or anything isn't that and a there beautiful thing when fresh you, book, you yeah. enter into the cool zone as i yeah. like to call it but you know I, it's probably just them making a poor choice and whatever choice uh, yeah, it's probably just the bad authors writing. is it's it's wrong. But hey man, it would be less interesting if they were like, oh this guy's the fucking Antichrist because the rest of the the series they'll be battling the Antichrist. It, yeah, so. exactly. They got time for that. So Yeah, Buck's not gonna be like, hey Antichrist, you're my friend, you know. Uh the weird thing knows. is like we we have so little how is Buck gonna become a Christian? Like, I, does he not become a Christian until like book two? He Whoa. might not, cause like the time is running out. Yeah. Like I, it, it, the question is, when is Chloe gonna become a Christian, and when is Buck gonna become a Christian? And there's only a few chapters left, yeah. so maybe it will be the next book. I don't know. Well, luckily Rayford is carrying. Uh, oh my god, Bible he and- has become. Uh, he is in the Lord's army for sure right now. He is carrying Irene's old Bible around with him everywhere he goes, and it talks about him reading all these passages. And he's like, this is so fucking confusing. Some of the stuff I get, but most of it's weird and confusing, which I thought was interesting because it's like, if you ever read the the parts that they're pulling from, it's super weird. Yes. Out of context, in context. Yeah, maybe whatever. you need like, I don't know, like a historian to help explain it to yeah. you and not a random pastor who got left behind in the rapture. Yeah, I – But also, again – the Raptor's real in these universe. So <laughs> all the rules go out the door. Yeah, but the book is still the book. But I guess if you're able to be like, all right, we're living in the end times. And like, what the fuck does it mean about this guy <laughs> consuming people when he makes fun of these two dudes? He's eating a little book and it tastes sweet, but then it's bitter in his belly? That's what symbolism does it mean? to me. Um, the, uh, the interesting thing, though, is that I was like reading Left Behind. And then I was like, I should read the Bible and specifically these parts. 
Because even though I was a huge Christian, I didn't really ever read the Bible. I thought it was weird. Well, that's pretty common yeah. is the thing. People don't. I mean, that's a huge, like, uh, uh, you know, they, the, the evangelicals love to beat the drum. Like, you got to read your Bible. But, like, at the end of the day, people start reading it. Like, yeah. It's boring. Most like, of the Bible is very straight I, and boring. I remember when I was really young, my dad and I, like, briefly did a thing where we were, like, just reading the Bible, like, a chapter every day from the beginning. And, like, that petered out pretty quick. Oh, the beginning like, sucks. Because of a, because it's like, yeah, okay, like, yes, a creation story. That's cool. That's interesting. Flood, cool, interesting. Then you start getting into the baguettes, as people say, which yeah. is if you're, if you're listening to this and you're not a Bible person, there's like a whole chunk in, I think it's in Genesis, um, where they're just like, this person gave birth to this person. This person was this person's dad. And it's just a list of names and it's boring. Why do they do that? But it's I also, but I also specifically remember us getting up to the whole lot, like Sodom and Gomorrah uh-huh. plot line. And my dad got really uncomfortable because that's where it was like, uh, these angels want to have sex with these guys. And yeah. I was like, probably like, I don't know, like seven. Yeah. Like pretty young. I think that actually maybe after that we quit reading through the Bible in order. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been the stopping point. Now, Jennifer, the thing that's important to remember is the sin here is not uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the gayness <laughs> And the uh, what have you? It's in hospitality. Can you imagine Lot was being rude by not letting I mean, his neighbors fuck his weird uh, <laughs> friends. My dad definitely thought the sin was the gay stuff. Yeah. So Ray- Rayford is—he's all in a turmoil inside of himself because he's so stressed out that he's not going to be able to get Chloe or Hattie saved. So he's got to call Bruce Barnes mm-hmm. for some moral support. And uh, <laughs> they have a whole conversation where they're both just like. Yeah, man, like, I don't know why people aren't getting it. And Raver says, I'm going to start becoming obnoxious, I'm afraid. <laughs> if Chloe wants to laugh or run the other way, I'm going to force her to make a decision. Cool. This is also, once again, super evangelical brain. Yeah. Like, they feel like not bringing up the thing that the other person obviously doesn't want to talk about is them, like, being bad Christians. Like, yeah. That I have to do this. I care more about your eternal soul than not annoying you or frustrating you. I've got, I'm gonna be obnoxious. Yeah. Like, they want, they, that, they are supposed to be obnoxious. And as we said before, they enjoy sort of the, the pushback, right? Because it shows that they're suffering for their cause and, you know, they. Yes, absolutely. They love to be a martyr. And, Obviously, I think Rayford is in the baby stages where he doesn't want things to be difficult, so we got to give it up for Rayford. But again, these books are not just a fiction to have fun and to read. It's to kind of convince the reader to do things in their own life, yes, right? Are, because, this, this is a moral story, like right? Why? Why would as a call to action? Why would the reader be meek when they know these horrible things are coming? Why are you going to be uncomfortable and afraid of being obnoxious? It, okay, it, why would you want your brother and sister yes. to go through this horrible yes. tribulation time? Exactly. And I think that, too, it's kind of giving – heightening the sense of urgency for the yeah. reader. Because, like, the reader is not in the world post-rapture, but the people in the book are. So I think it's making it, – they want to make the people reading it be like, oh, man, I really do need to start witnessing right. because – uh, this shit's gonna happen soon, and I don't want to like anyone that I love to be left behind. Right, and it's not that big of a jump to get there, and you know, like we said, they pull a pretty big drag off of. Aren't we stupid for not listening? Yes, which you know is annoying, <laughs> but hey, man, you kind of gotta accept their their truth and follow this book. But the problem again is how we've said like so much of the shit is sort of that weird 
pickled brain that a lot of mm-hmm. uh, evangelicals have, which is why so many QAnon type people, conspiracy type people, are religious. Yes. Is um, um, like right wing conspiracy yes. in America are religious because this is what they've been trained on. This is what they've been weaned on is to be like you are going to fight your family. But you're doing it so that they don't go to hell. To save their souls. So, mid-talk, once again, we get another scene interruption <laughs> with, uh, you gotta check the TV to see what's going on with the kooks. Yeah, I <laughs> primarily only read fantasy books, so I really miss interrupting a, a scene with the TV coming Turn the up. TV on, yeah. everyone. So yeah, Bruce is like, oh, uh, Rayford, you gotta turn the TV on immediately. <laughs> immediately this go. is gonna prove, this proves that we're right. Uh, so now they check back in with what's going on at the Wailing Mall, and the previously hostile crowd seems to maybe be turning a little bit. Yeah. They seem to be like, okay, well, they're talking about this Jesus shit, and they did just, um, <laughs> put a heart attack spell on these yeah. guys, so maybe they're speaking the truth. So the, the murder, you know, it's always in God's plan. Sorry to those two dudes. Yeah, uh, RP to you, you're in hell. But there's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, people by the wailing wall who are now on their knees, weeping and accepting. With wailing. Wailing. <laughs> that's what, what the wall's what, for. That's what you do, is my understanding. And, uh, congratulations, you're, you're the beginning of the 144,000. Congrats, congrats. And Ray is just like, hell yeah. Yeah, let's he's, go. he's like, Rayford knew that the first of the 144,000 Jewish evangelists were being converted to Christ before his eyes. And I thought this part was interesting because they make it sound like this is so much proof that their stuff is real. Like this part. Yes. Not the part where Eli and Moshe killed a guy. Yes. Because Bruce is like, you've got to turn your TV on. You're you're not going to believe it. It's going to – it's everything we're seeing in the book is coming true. And I was a little let down. Gotta say, a little let down. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely did think he was gonna, it was gonna be some more like sick magic stuff that Eli and Moisture were doing, but no, right. just I, people I was, getting saved. I was hoping the bodies would have been like lit on fire. Piled up! Yeah, we'll see yeah. it. Come but on. But no, it's just a, it, it's boring old prayer. And speaking of prayer, we end this little section of Rafer with him saying a little prayer for Chloe and Hattie. Yeah. That they will stop being fucking sinners. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to start getting more and more prayers as the book continues because more of our main characters will be Christians. Ugh. Right now, just one of them is. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So now we go over to Buck and <laughs> he is coming back with Hattie in the taxi. Uh, from their meeting with Carpathia, and he's got to stop by the Global Weekly offices real quick. It's a real overly complicated setup. <laughs> so overly, like, I'm like, I was like trying to do the notes for it. I'm like, this does not matter. This does not matter. Like, <laughs> the, 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 the like back and forth of like what is going on here does yeah, not matter. Because Hattie, for the past like 47 pages, is like, whatever, I just need to get back to the Pan Am Club <laughs> by 1 p.m. Excuse you, sir, it's the Pan Con Club? The Pan Am Club is real. <laughs> Pan Con Club is not um, real. I'm part of the Pan Am Club because <laughs> that's who I romance in Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, I see. Give it up I to see. my girl. What right. up? Love Pan Am. Okay. We have a great relationship. Well, I'm happy for we you. We had sex in a tank. Wait, we are were... you saying that Pan Am is a person? Yeah. Okay, I didn't understand. I thought that you she worked for the, uh, the, the air plane no she works for the nomads um but we were uh hooked into a tank uh uh, uh pacific rim okay. style so oh, we each felt each other oh. and then we banged and then we got attacked i don't even know if we finished but oh. we were like if she touched her cooter yeah, i would feel it would in my ding dong that's that's some vulcan so i have like, no idea what happened mouth. when we were banging because we would feel each wow i can't imagine wow anyways wow what a little interlude what do we say <laughs> uh <laughs> 
oh, I, I was I was dunking on you for saying the Pan Am Club. Yeah, that was the my Pan bad. Con but the, the she needs it's overly complicated. She it, needs it, to get back to the Pan Con Club but, but, by one, and she yeah. keeps saying it, but. Buck keeps interrupting all of the plot by like I need I need my bag I got I gotta get my ba- my journalist bag yeah and before like when he was calling all those people when he called back Eric Miller's wife and then he called back yeah. the telephone he's constantly looking over at Hattie being like can I do one more th- one more errand, thing one please, more errand please. one more errand <laughs> uh, yeah I don't even actually know why he needed his bag so bad he felt naked without his phone his new oh laptop, my god that's truly his, it his tape recorder now granted I say that. I also am person like if I go out without my certain items, right. it feels bad. But this so is, I'm, but but this is Buck and he this sucks. This is Buck and he sucks. And it's 1995, so yeah, come on, bro. Yeah. As we've established, he's one of seven people with cell phones. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I I don't go anywhere without this damn thing. You no. know, it's always if on I don't me. have my phone, I'm very stressed out. But we live in 2022, so I'm we live in the future. The, I'm addicted to the dang thing. <sighs> this is this is almost. 30 years since this book has come out, by the way. No. Yeah, man, it's fucked up. Um, uh, and it's also funny right here because Hattie had been like, ugh, like whatever. I'm like, fucking care about Rafer. But now she's like, mm, I kind of want to rub in his face. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and then I met Nikolai Carpathia <laughs> and he kissed me on the cheeks and he gave me his phone number. Right. Buck's like, is this just revenge? Like, kind of. And kind so of. what? And we're all like, yes, Hattie, you rule. You can do nothing wrong. Who is going to? write the like fanfic version of this that's from Hattie's viewpoint and where Hattie is the hero. I want is to it see, me? Is it, it me? Might, Am I gonna write it? It sounds like you might like <laughs> And also and actually Hattie and Chloe get together in my version <laughs> of it and they're like, fuck you dad, you oh crazy. My God. Threesome with Chloe, Hattie and the Antichrist. Give yes, me, give, me. <laughs> give me, give me. Tom Cawthorn's there too. Who knows why? Uh, yeah. Uh, and well he's gotta like he's um gonna have all the like wipes and like water mm-hmm. for them when they need it in the Boy. middle of their very, <laughs> they're very athletic threesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's going to be his job. So yeah, uh, Buck is like, I got, I got to go up real quick. You just stay here in the cab. I'll be yeah. right back down. He tries to get Large Marge to just like get his shit for him. <laughs> he's he's like, like, excuse fuck me, you, bitch. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> he's like, I got to take a slow elevator. Damn, that's what life in the fast lane's wow. like. But as soon as he gets up to the top. He's called in to Big Boss Bazozo. Oh, yeah, Bazozo. No, it's Stanton Bailey is his I name. Was Bailey. Told you. It is with a B. Uh, not like Bazuzu or Bazozo or whatever. It was a B. Um, I do want him to be Bazuzu now. I, I just want to call him that. Stanton Bailey. Yeah. That's I, a fun name. It is a fun name. So him, Steve, and, and um, Buck have to have another uh, chat. Yeah. And it's pretty tense because basically Buck has not accepted the job. Right. Steve is playing both sides because he's somehow he's basically cur- he's basically employed by both this right on this day. Yeah, and Bailey is like, "You little fucking bitches! <laughs> you think just because I'm old and rich and sit and never leave this office ever, you think I don't have any scoops? I got scoops! I got scoops for days! Didn't he call them like jokers or something? Like, call them jokers or something? It like really that. was very funny. jokers yeah. or punks, something along those lines. I actually now I gotta go find it because it made me laugh so much. Um. It's actually even better than what we remembered. I was thinking, if we lose both these turkeys the same week, I'm taking early retirement. <laughs> calling someone a turkey, like, call them turkeys? Mm-hmm. That's a, like, a, a primo, like, old dude move. Yeah. And I'm going to start doing it, too, actually. And, 
I, 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 I'm, I'm correcting you, not because I think it's important, just because I think it's good. That is not the part we're talking. That's later. He <gasps> calls him something else, like oh. or, or twerps or whatever, and then later calls him turkey. And I him turkey. Okay. So uh, I think that part's good, and yeah. I think that he should say it more often. So I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, no, that's very important. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So ba- Bailey is like. I- I know stuff. Right. Uh, hey, Buck, should I be worried that you're going to end up dead like Eric Miller? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so fucking funny. Cause it, it, it makes complete sense. Also, like, right. from his viewpoint, like, he's a, he seems like a, he's a newsman. You know, he's like, listen, I know shit. Like, yeah. Give it to me straight. This seems shady. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to get, are you going to end up? Thrown off of the ferry. Bucks. Are you? Is someone gonna <laughs> fling you off of the Statue of Liberty? And Steve mutters like, "If he knows what's good for him, he won't uh, <laughs> fucking get away from the fuck." I don't know nothing. Uh, but <laughs> right. he's like, "No, I probably won't." And then Bailey's like, "Are you gonna go work for the Seabird Monthly or whatever?" Like, what? He's like, "No, no." What are you and, and that's where he's about? like, "Good, I don't want to replace both you turkeys at once." <laughs> right, right, right. Because uh, they they have the tense like, "All right." Are you going to get hit manned by the Antichrist? No. Are you okay. joining the Seabird monthly paper? No. Are you taking the job? Yes. Great. All right. We've, we've, Perfect. We've crossed we've all it. the hurdles that are important. And um, then he's this, this is where we get some pretty rad uh, um, <laughs> background stuff. And yes. it's probably the first time we get some hard info and a little bit of an insight on how Nikolai wheels and deals because throughout the rest of this this section of this chapter is kind of like Steve reluctantly confirming things that Bailey has heard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So essentially in this part, Steve is like, okay, fine, yes, don't print anything about this, don't do anything about it till tomorrow, but yes, Carpathia is going to be offered the Secretary General of the UN job. Right, and... Bailey's like, is it? I hear that the previous Botswana guy is leaving. What's the deal with that? And because because he also is like, listen, man, I used to be like like in charge of like the Africa like oh, politics, yeah. whatever. Which makes sense. It's like it is kind of funny. Like Stephen Buffer was acting like they are the only people that know things. Yeah, and she's like, I also see what's going on. Like, come on. Buck is also in this moment. Like, oh god, <laughs> Steve knows literally everything. Yes, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's what's sort of interesting is that we. Don't know how many days it's been total at all. We could probably figure it out. But again, I need to see a fan fiction behind the scenes scene where Nikolai just sits Steve down. Because we don't even know who Nikolai's right hand man is at this point. Other I than mean, I think it's Steve. It's just like like Heim just r- rolls. Yeah, in there, yeah. Heim is yeah. Heim is basically his. He's just like his buddy. He's yeah, like his I, entourage. His scientific entourage. I can't really see him wheel and deal. But that being no. said, I think the implication is Nikolai's not being a, 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 a slime. A, about it right like, he's being like normal but this is the closest we get to where he's a slime because it comes out that he's insisting that um uh secretary general uh Nagum- I, don't, I don't know if the ng is a i think it's ngumo yeah. that's i think that's usually how that's insists insists that carpathia as the replacement but carpathia is going to turn it down and, and and he is insisting 
that he will take the position if it's like unanimous. Yes. Because again, this is what Nikolai's doing is basically he's like, I don't want this, but if you want this for me, then I, it I, has to, I won't say no. Right. But not only will I not say no, but I'm going to put such a huge barrier that no one will ever accuse me. Right. Of, yes. of anything. And he, right. and it, it, it is an interesting choice because this is such a huge barrier. But as we, you know, can assume everything that he's, he's the, we have, this is, you know, even if we're reading the book in 1995, we know that this is week one of mm-hmm. the seven years, and this guy's got to be the Antichrist. So well, some, a lot of the, enough things are going to happen that put him in power, even if it's not quite what we think is going to happen. I mean, he already did this in Romania. Exactly. Like, it's like, well, everyone wanted it. So, like, and again, and this gets into the, like, is... Is Nikolai putting a spell on people and they're all – or is is he putting a spell on people intentionally? Does he just have that Antichrist aura? Or are we just supposed to believe that he's just so pure apart that everyone is truly just, like, losing their minds over him? Yeah, and I think one thing I don't know. that I don't always give him credit for is, like, he is ambitious. And I yes. think sometimes when I'm trying to decode what the heck – He's supposed to be doing behind the scenes because again they don't tell us whatever mm-hmm. uh, we get a little bit here the first time but he, he wants these positions yes but he more probably wants the effects to go into place but I think the part that he never says aloud is that yeah he still does want those positions he still does want to uh, assert his sort of uh, will and things like that it's just that he's probably as far as we know not as much of a scheme where like okay I'll do this I'll do this and it basically turns out that. Uh, that uh, uh, Botswana is going to be the first country to get that um, Israel that good, desert good juice. pill. <laughs> so it's like, as we said before, uh, the previous Secretary General is going to be so busy. But apparently here is where <laughs> uh, Nik- Nikolai insisted that he, uh, the previous Security General, insists on Carpathia yes. as his. Like he, Which he, does he, make sense, honestly, because yeah. everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? Like, if this dude is stepping down, basically being like, I want this person to be my successor, right. like, that makes sense that Carpathia w- would ask for that. Right. And again, it, it it's not necessarily Carpathia doing something evil because he is providing a huge boon to Botswana. But it could it, be evil. I mean, like, it, 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 like it's not, but it is evil. Like it, it's very scheme. It is scheming. Like yeah. even if he's not, if he's not scheming, it's still scheming. Yeah, like yeah. it's strategic. I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. And what we don't technically know is if he's he is such a peace nut that he's doing it for that. But again, it's it's not super important because yeah. we are we are supposed to not like him. Yes. So whatever negative thing you can think into is what you're supposed to think into it. But <laughs> he also throws in another few insane yes um, requirements. Meaning, yeah, I'll take the position if one, you totally vote me in. Two. Move to the whole 90% uh, destroyed armaments, yeah. 10% to the UN. Which we'd already talked about. Pretty crazy. He also wants a new secretary council set up. And this is where they're like, oh, you mean Todd Cawthron? It's like, well, he's yeah. not. And this is where it didn't seem to say something about like, well, you know, he's not like the biggest fan of him right now or something. Right. Because I guess that's where Carpathia found out that Todd Cawthron was trying to blow Buck up. <laughs> and Carpathia obviously has a huge boner for Buck. Like, right. And we haven't even, I don't even think we've really talked about that, actually. That Carpathia obviously, like, is super into Buck. Like, he, I think he wants Buck on his side somehow. Wouldn't you? He's Buck. Oh, of course. What a, what a guy. <laughs> um, but the most, <laughs> 
the most insane thing yeah. that Carpathia wants before he will accept the UN Secretary General job is that he wants to move the UN to New Babylon. Now. <laughs> Guys. In this world, I guess there's a new Babylon. <laughs> there's a new Babylon. So is Babylon's in like Iran, right? I Iran, think Iraq so, area. Yeah, like it's per- it's like Persia, like old Persia. Yeah. Uh, so like, are they saying like, is there? I mean, I, it's actually kind of funny because my documentary that I was listening to earlier, there was a town named like New Babylon or something. <laughs> it wasn't New Babylon. It was something Babylon. So I'm like, okay, I guess there are places named Babylon. Um, but like, if you are an evangelical Christian, like, you know, Babylon equals, like, the height of, like, sinners and, like, anti, like, God zone, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was a huge, huge, huge uh, city, civilization, shit like that. Um, it's apparently uh, on the Euphrates River. It's about 55 miles south of Baghdad. Okay. So uh, definitely a modern-day or ancient Iraq mm-hmm. and probably had hosts of, you know— uh, ancient wonders, things like that. It might even be in the frickin' Eternals movie. I don't remember. Um, oh but Babylon <laughs> is like, in our modern phrasing, like, they could never be a, a, a city called Babylon now. Because no, because it's like, even, it's just like so Except tainted. for apparently there is, I think there are some places, but. I think there's like Babylons in like Georgia and shit. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> but you know what? There's all sorts of weird. But like, well, I don't think we can have a new, you know, fucking mega city, right? Like. Well, they, okay. You mean in Babylon? In our world. Oh no, they they that that happens. Like they build new megacities like in other places. Not right, so much they, in America, but right, it happens but, other places. No, no, no. I'm saying, but they wouldn't be able to call it Babylon. No. <laughs> no. It's wild that they're calling it New Babylon. I, I don't even I don't even know what Muslims would think about that, but <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah, well, because again, like all when I hear Babylon, like my like initial like my first association is horror of Babylon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of growing up. Super evangelical. I think Babylon 5, which I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a show. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so Carpathia is, he will agree to become the secretary general as long as he's able to do all these other things. Update. I love Babylon 5, the show. (laughs) It's really good. It's like a weird Star Trek and I want to give it up to Babylon 5. See, Babylon is, Five is like a big spaceship space station. Okay. And okay. it's really good. I don't okay. know if it holds up. One of the little toys on your desk, one of my little oh, airplane bo- like spaceships is, is Babylon 5. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, this is just, it's, it's just an insane thing to say. And it's basically like another drop that, Hey man, this is a different world than yours. Okay. So in addition to asking for these specific things from the UN, Carpathia is also meeting – because remember when they were talking about like all the various like religious and mm-hmm. international groups that are – just happen to be in town right now? Coincidence. So he's meeting with them and asking for them to support some – like these resolutions, these plans that he has. And number one, he's wants a seven-year peace treaty with Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's mm-hmm. like – that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, fair, normal. I'm, I'm like, I guess the entire planet has to be like, we will not we will leave Israel. <laughs> we will leave Israel alone for seven years. And, and Bailey is interesting when he says that or they basically like – Israel is getting special treatment, and then Bailey's like, as well they should. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I, and I wasn't supposed – I don't know how to take that. Is it just as simple as, well, they have the, the, formula? the formula, or are we supposed to lean forward as, right. as as people who were raised by the good book, being like, of course Israel is, is important because, because they're God's people. That's God's people. I have no idea what Bailey means I, by I, it, but – 
So the more insane thing (laughs) is that Carpathia wants the establishment of one religion for the world, probably headquartered in Italy. What? (laughs) Bailey's like, he's not going to get far with the Jews on that one. That's your first. That's your first instinct. Is that's going to be the problem? Not like every religion yeah. being like, uh, no. Yeah. What are you talking about? But this is sort of like when he's like, yeah, he should help the Jews. I think that's why it was weird. It wasn't specifically Israel. It was because he said he's going to help them rebuild their temple. Yes, which is one of the the prophet like prophecies or like end time Ooh, check marks. It is. Right. Like, I have to assume this new Babylon thing is one too. I have no idea what Italy would even be. Like. Well, I'm assuming just because it's that's where the Pope. Bro- Pope, yeah, like maybe there's Pope some stuff. weird. And the Pope is gone. The Pope is the missing. The Pope is missing. Yeah, but they said missing, not disappeared. Yes, which is different. Yeah. So I guess we'll keep an eye on that one or whatever. Yeah, I assume we're going to get like a new Pope that has all the world religions. Well, Uni- finally, Unitarian Universalism <laughs> power. Let's go. Because the other thing to remember is that evangelical Christians fucking hate Catholics mm-hmm. and think that they are like satanic like straight honestly <laughs> like they think they're demonic they're like they don't trust any of the woo woo like incense and bells yeah. and like none of that stuff they're like that's that's devil shit no yeah. thank you so basically the one two punch of moving the UN to Saddam Hussein's back to war <laughs> And moving all world religion to, to you know, the fucking Vatican. A little place called Italy. Uh, uh, like, goddamn, they're evil. But, I yeah. mean, these are just so cartoony things to want. But I, And Bailey's response is, well, I think he's a little naive. And I'll be very surprised if he gets everything he's asking for. But then he's a politician. Yeah. Your response to someone be like, he's going to make a one world religion. It's just, eh. Exactly. I mean, that's what's so. What? insane about it like when they he was setting this part up and talking about it, it's like oh he's gonna finally move to the one uh uh like currency and yes, things like that yeah. i think that does come up here at some point but the fact that it's just so casual to say that a one world religion is insane to me <laughs> and that to me betrays that the authors are like this is what liberals are like they yeah. want one world religion like if there was no if there was no christian on the planet no, who cares let's just have what like i don't I don't know anyone who thinks that's a good idea. No, like, I don't. Well, I don't want to be in it. So, like, I don't want a one world religion. Cause like, I, is that does that mean I got to be a part of it? I don't. Right. Do like, I guess if there was, you know, the Unitarian Universalist vibe of just like you've got your different pockets of it. Yeah, like we, we respect thing. all faiths, but that's not gonna work though. Even then, it's man, obviously not gonna work. I don't even know what one world religion even means. No, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't. Like, and, and again, like the connection of the UN with one world, one world religion and one world currency. Like that's just, it's just such like conspiracy theory, right. like new world order nonsense. Like, and, and part of it is like really crazy that it's in these books and so many people read them. Yeah. This is again, this is why. People were so open to the QAnon bullshit. They were already – it was already seated inside of them right. all this time. Right. And, and a lot of these big swings sound insane. But as we said before, it is post-rapture. There are magic time. And like Jennifer just said, they're supposed to be big swings because it's supposed to show you how like how – close the world is to all this bullshit even as insane as it sounds and i think too like uh, at the end of the day these left behind books are essentially like uh, a moral like a morality story it's Mm -hmm. like a pilgrim's progress it's like this is meant (laughs) to like teach yeah so 
the the characters in it are often like caricatures because they're playing sure. a part. Yeah. Uh, and I think that like all of like Buck, Steve, Bailey, like they're all like these are skeptical newsmen, mm-hmm. like of the world. Certainly, certainly, yeah. Because Buck has to go through quite the 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 crucible throughout all this stuff, so it makes total sense that you know he's sitting on the front lines of hearing all these things and is both like arguing with Bailey and mm-hmm, Steve, like mm-hmm. how are you two not freaking out about this? And yes. they're like, well. Don't you agree that you're quite taken with him? It's like, yeah, the yeah. guy rocks, but don't yeah, you think all of this? Dick, but-, <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think all this shit is insane? It's like, well, whatever. And I, and it's interesting because I'm assuming that every single one of these things is going to happen right now, as opposed to thinking that Nikolai is shooting for the stars mm. and landing on the moon. So I'm very curious to see what actually happens. Well, we kind of know that it does take some time because there's a critical thing that happens midway through. The tribulation doing to do with the temple. So yeah. like certain like yeah, he's setting up plans. Yeah. Um he's gonna do some bad stuff with the temple, you guys halfway yeah. through, just FYI. A little yeah. spoiler for that, you. That's what I keep referencing about pigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the end of the chapter is pretty much just like Buck thinking about stuff. <laughs> yeah. In his mind. There's not really like plot. Um he Buck is starting because oh, at the end of uh, the talk with Bailey, they basically he's like, Okay, you write about the disappearances, right? Is that what he assigned him? Or was he saying write about so, Carpathia first? And no, no, okay, so here's what I actually can't remember. Here's what happens <laughs> is Eric, the guy that died. Right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He yes. was going to write about the disappearances. And he was g- gonna do the big story on what people think and yes. yada yada yada. And the implication is that he was killed probably for that and not the being rude in front of Nikolai. Right. Which is a, is a, is a, uh, a tip in the bucket of Nikolai knows he's the Antichrist. Yes. And he's doing things that, um, are, are protecting him, mm-hmm. right? And actually, uh, uh not, uh, not allowing someone to like get to the bottom of the disappearances exactly. is helpful to and him. And the reason why I think that is two reasons. One is, is when Nikolai is obviously, uh, disturbed by the two kooks at the Wailing Wall. Yeah. And then the fact that, like, it's really weird that, um, Eric Miller writing about the disappearances is, is such a big deal. Because well, I think the implication is Nikolai does not want people to think it's explicitly the rapture. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which I think is either A, he knows he's doing something and he, kn- like, it's so weird to or me. Or he's to just like, that. I don't think that's correct. Well, okay, but. But why would he kill him? Well, but here's the other thing that we find out. Buck does a little research on, like, well, what was Eric Miller working on? Like, what was his, like, beat, you know, to see what his deal was? And it turns out he was doing a lot of writing about new the, the building of That's New true. Babylon. Yeah. And the connection of Stonegal. And because it sounds like Sonegal's company has been financing the building yeah. of this New Babylon. It's possible he got killed for that. And That's what disappearances, I – But they, they definitely – Zoom in on the disappearance angle. It's, I think it it could easily be both things. Yeah. But like, I think we're supposed to see conspiracy and the fact right. that Eric Miller died and he has been writing about. Yeah. And the connection. I think I actually book is probably more like, ooh, the Sonogal connection. Right, exactly. Than the, than the, the car. I mean, he knows there's a Carpathia Sonogal connection. Right. But, and like, it, book is just generally like uneasy because that's like the thing. He's like, on one hand, he sees all this stuff and he's like, yeah, this is shady, but also, Nikolai Carpathia is so cool. Right. It literally says, he was the best Buck had ever seen. But it was possible that Dirk's death, Alan's death, Eric's death, 
and Buck's predicament were totally independent of Carpathia. Just a bad, uh, freaking, you know, coincidence. Yeah, you just start, right? like, lining up, like, okay, he, uh, he seems like a good, good guy. Yeah. But here are three different people who have died, uh, immediately surrounding him. Yeah, and I think my thing is, I'm, I'm protecting myself because I, do enjoy reading these books. <laughs> so I'm hopeful that it's, they're choosing the more interesting option. Oh. Because I don't think, that's so cute I don't of you. think Nikolai being like, tee hee hee, I'm the devil. Yeah, he's, is he's hiding, he's got his little tail and he's hiding it in his pants. Right. And because it's not a spoiler, I mean, a slight, a slight spoiler. When a big thing happens to Nikolai later, he seems confused by it. Like one I don't of, think he's fully. I don't think he's fully understanding what's going on yet. Yeah, and I don't. And think I, he I think that's both true and more interesting. And you know, I, I think the most interesting version is that Nikolai does not think any of this is real, and he thinks it's really stupid, and he just keeps on doing these really weird things. Yeah. That just so happened to line up, and he's like, that's bullshit. Because I actually think uh, – I forget exactly what you said. Like, when he was watching the, you know, Eli Moisha, the Wailing Wall, like, my impression wasn't that he was upset. I think he was, like, fascinated by it. Like, what is this? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. Like, I don't think he really seemed to super know what was going on. Um, well, the way they described him is just kind of, like, staring at the TV and kind of – like, huh. And going, huh. hmm, 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 which to me was more negative than fascinating. Oh, I thought he was just fascinated by it. Oh, I think it's because you're fascinated by them because they're so cool. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But also, like, <laughs> I I think that the what you were just saying about how you wanted the, the plot, like, to be better, like, and I think that is a division between us because, Tim, as we know, <laughs> I love garbage. Yeah. So I'm rooting for it to be worse. I, <laughs> That's love, more fun for me. <laughs> I love two things and the same thing in my opinion. I love good things and I love the Left Behind series written by <laughs> – Tim Lehane, and Jerry and, and they are a Venn diagram that is a circle. <laughs> um, another thing that happens while Book is pondering in this section is that he thinks to himself, could Carpathia be another Lincoln, a Roosevelt, or the embodiment of Camelot that Kennedy had appeared to some? I mean, and I think our, our friend uh, Ben Aberson had pointed out like that probably Carpathia is meant to be a Kennedy type of guy mm-hmm. um and now that they're specifically bringing up like the Camelot stuff I'm like okay like that's what they're trying it's just interesting that they bring up well actually i guess lincoln i don't know i think he was like an old school republican guy but i was just, i think it's interesting they bring up like democrats again to compare yeah. him yeah 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 i mean there's yeah the 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 switch of the parties it doesn't matter if they were Republicans or Democrats. Right. In the past, it's left, it's like more left wing exactly. people that, that, that the book continues to connect the right. Antichrist with. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think, it, I think Christians dig Lincoln, you know, like just because they do, we're, we're they do dig Lincoln. Yeah. Southerners, yeah. evangelical Southerners, they're not like going to church and being explicitly saying, I hate Lincoln and I wish I had slaves. It might come up and, you know, mm, later. I, might, I, might I don't know what people think about. Roosevelt, and I don't know what Roosevelt they're talking about, but uh, oh, I—I I mean, I assumed it was Franklin Roosevelt. I thought it was Teddy, but I think you're right. I, Teddy didn't do much because I just like, did they like FDR? I don't think they did. Yeah, that's a good no. Point. I think they actually were like he—he he did things bad. Oh, yeah, he, I don't. My impression is I don't think they had a positive view. So is it actually very interesting yeah. that Lincoln gets lumped in there? I think I think regardless, love him or hate him, they were. Big names, baby. They're big names. I don't know what the Camelot means, though. Oh, well, that's like... Other than, like, King Arthur, right? uh, Well, but they talk about the Kennedy White House is, is like, referred to as Camelot. Got it. Like, it's like a whole 
thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like the idea of like, oh, this person who is like bringing a lot of changes about. I Got think it. that's what okay. they're, cause that's, you know, the same across Lincoln and Roosevelt and Kennedy was starting to do that until he was shot and hit yeah, 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 by somebody. Yeah. Uh, it, was the same. Uh, it was George Bush. <laughs> H.W. As book, this is the very end of is when he actually does, goes into the research on what Eric Miller is mm-hmm. writing about. And Buck has this thought to himself. If the rest of the UN went along with Nikolai's conditions, he would become the most powerful leader in the world overnight. He would have the ability to enforce his wishes militarily if every member were disarmed. And the UN might were increased. So cool. More New World Order shit. It's more insane. UN conspiracy theory stuff. It's like I honestly I'm shocked at like how blatant it is. Yeah. It's so like I knew going in that there's the connection, but I did not expect to see it so blatantly right. laid out. And, <laughs> on and the page. it's so it's so black and white of like it's not Nikolai saying over the course of ten years we'll yes. disarm. He's like, no. Now you will you will disarm a hundred percent destroy 90 percent give the rest to us and if you go listen to alex jones like any of those this is just like what they're saying all the time like i'm gonna take your guns you in yeah that's the thing yeah i i i kind of forgot that the fact that he's a peacenik is a bad thing yes it's a bad thing to them yeah they 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 like war and in their mind it's like well sometimes you gotta go to war it's honorable it's (laughs) actually it's that's how men become men it's weak to not want to do war stuff and and not want guns so i yeah i'm just so excited to see how much more pilled these books become as they go on right because i think i'm really excited for like the climax of it because i I don't fully remember what happens i'm honestly like the climax of this book yes i don't really remember i have like a very vague memory of it but i'm excited to see how they wrap this one yeah up. i don't remember at all but i i do know that the nikolai government takes some pretty wild swings that, that's what i <laughs> that was my memory of it because um, like in, instead of like i don't remember anything but like instead of just being like trying and uh sentencing someone nikolai would like hang them on like oh, a an man. old school gibbet or something like yeah. that or uh, th- my memory is like weird shit happens and everyone's like uh okay <laughs> and this goes on Which but also it- we know there's going to be war so yes. like i think the implication is that like some people are going to hold out. I, yeah, I mean, then, I can't imagine the entire everyone's going to be like, yeah, sure, who's yeah. 90% of our, and that's what I'm going to just uh, explode 90% of our guns. Exactly, and I, that's what I'm kind of- give you the rest. I'm kind of looking forward to is because I think Nikolai is going to be mostly successful in this, in the first steps, and then there's going to be a hitch, and then he's going to be, make big choices and and hopefully be, like, surprised and sad about it. Like, why would you- Stand against this piece. Right, I, right. Like I he's being sincere. You. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't want to do this, but I have to. Because I think things get quite rough um, for everyone, as we both know from having read the series and from uh, the, the series' outline, The Good Bible, and what basically Bruce says. Um, and that's why I thought the last episode was so cool because it really outlines the entire rest of the series. So we're allowed to now talk about some of those things because Bruce is like, these these seals, these yeah. bowls. Which actually, Tim, remember how I was telling you, like, oh, I remember like the diagrams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot. My book actually has that. Whoa! It has a foldout. Holy shit! Yeah, man, this is not the main one. I'm I'm showing Tim a thing right now. I'm sorry. We should like post this. Yeah. So somewhere. basically, it's a um, it's it's an outline on and on the right, it's the timeline, 
And then on the left is the books to help you yeah, buy. Yeah, and apparently there's prequels called the Church Age. And there's, we, oh do we need to read the prequels? Look how big it's so long. Right, and then the Millennium Kingdom. They have a book about that. That's, I guess that's man, boring. Yeah, that sounds so boring. We're yeah, I, I've read. Them, I've read up until uh, Armageddon. Wow, and I didn't read Glorious Appearing because again it goes from the black to the white, and I didn't like it. I think so. that I made it up to like maybe the mark. The Mark of the Beast Zone. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, I, I read it all. I don't so, yeah, it's don't interesting remember. because the first three and a half years are most the books, and then yes. things get quite quickly. Yeah, you should post <laughs> it. I'm trying to, I, guys, I am trying to, like, I, I had like a weird block about Instagram for some reason, but I'm trying to get back in it. Mostly because every time I would go there, it would recommend things to me, like, are you interested in, um, uh, 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 big trucks <laughs> or like just like the weirdest shit. It just didn't, I didn't log in enough for it. Mine's like, do you want rugs? I'm like, kind of. I kind of do. Yeah, it hadn't figured me out. So now I'm going to try to log in more. Yeah. So um, we'll see if we can find a PDF of this and post it both on our There's Instagram a few and different like weird options, like versions of this, but this one with the books is pretty wild. Yeah. So I think that will be worse. Spoiler for in. the rest of the series because it tells you exactly what's going to happen, which I think kind of rocks. Well, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> Well, because it, it's, we know where it's going, right? We shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, as Christians say, we know where we're going at the oh, end God. of it. So, like, you know, it, it, sorry for spoilers, but it's like, hey, guys, everything that Bruce says is going to happen happens. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's it's just how interesting it is when it does happen. Am I right? Am I right? Well, I think that's our episode this time. Um, yeah. Again, just man, the New World Order stuff is so wild in it. Like, I can't. I know I just keep talking about it, but it's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, we have uh, uh, just a little bit more of the book to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to finish it and see what everyone thinks. Uh, we're still working on the Patreon. We were now that we're kind of close to the end of the book. We were like, hey, you know. Let's uh, see where we get to the mm-hmm. end of the book, as opposed to the middle. You know, get the get the first. Quote I can't believe out. I can't believe we're almost done with the first book. I know it's crazy. I've got to start my hunt for the other books in hard copy again. Now, I have some. I have. Is few. this why you want to go home for Christmas? Is kind simply of, yes, actually. To, you, <laughs> you want to drive for twenty four hours to not buy these books from uh, a bookstore? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I probably I should probably go to the used bookstore again to see which one because I have the first like three I think right now. Um, I, I need to I need to be on the lookout for the rest of them because again, I am not giving these dudes or their families any money. I'm sorry, I won't. Yeah, I've also found out that I think my cop and I've mentioned this before. I think my copy blanks out anytime they say left behind um, oh really is it like so they like can't like s- like search it to be like it's on a path i have no side? fucking idea but like basically when uh bailey's telling buck he has to hire lucinda's replacement when and then they're oh, talking right, about yeah. like what they think could actually be happening um it's like so why did his son get <gasps> and it's blank. Oh my! Oh man, that's the devil. That's the yeah. devil taking it out. He doesn't I, want you to know. Yeah, I think my for the next book, I I'm looking forward, which is called Tribulation Force, by the way. Um, right, which we almost just named the podcast that. <laughs> we got but we got we got scared that maybe Jeremy Jiggins would sue us. He'll come get us. He, um, yeah, he's gonna come. Kick I'll our have asses. to get a better copy of it so I don't have to live this life anymore. But. And but he can't read my copy because that's where I, all my notes are and yeah. my little jokes, and I can't let him know ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> what they 
are. So. Yeah, yeah. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the emails. Got a couple good ones. Yes. Thank yeah. you. We love the- to hear from other people who are similarly traumatized by yeah. growing up insane. Um, really, uh, yeah, thank yeah. you for uh, We got uh, uh, some messages from some former Jehovah's Witnesses. And I just want to give a pretty blanket statement of uh, the paragraphs and paragraphs you sent are never too long to everyone. Never apologize for telling us of your experiences. It's super interesting to us, even if it looks like you're writing a novel and quote unquote wasting your time. No, our we're time. Not. Absolutely not. Even if we don't we specifically really respond it. back to it, just because they're, we've yeah. gotten. Well, I think that one especially wants yeah. to be. Um, anonymous. So. Yeah. Um, also, um, shout out to um, our buddy James, who we went to college with, who's listening to the the podcast. Hello. Yeah. He's he was a little, I think maybe three or four years younger than us. So I I always love to see people from our alma mater <laughs> being like, yeah, man, <laughs> this is bullshit. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks, everyone. You can find us online at Trib Pod. And our email is tribulationfarce at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Lanning. And you can find Jennifer at Jennifer Cheek. Anything else you wanted to shout out right about now, Jennifer? Uh, no. I mean, well, you can listen to our D&D podcast, Greetings Adventures. I, I think I mentioned last time we're on our second season. And it's a good time to jump in. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And listen to Dear Internet. It's our uh, our other show with a couple of our friends where we talk about crazy internet advice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I've mentioned, uh, the uh, House of the Dragon is back, baby. And it's Game of Thrones goodness. And so check out Cast of Thrones if you want to listen to folks talk about Game of Thrones content. Well, until next time, never believe them. They're out to get you. Don't stand near the rails. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.